0: hot girl summer now it is summertime so I thought what better time to talk everything about this topic than summertime itself because I know people will be going through certain things I obviously have a idea of what hot girl summer is but I wanted to clarify not only my opinion of what it means but what the general public so I asked on my Instagram what you guys thought hot girl summer meant even if it wasn't What you wanted it to be. It was just this is what comes to mind when people say hot girl summer. People are saying stuff like loads of drinking, making out with lots of guys, sleeping with lots of guys, losing weight, having to get into like this bikini body, um, zero regrets, like living the single life. So it's very, yeah, it's giving off this whole got to be skinny to look hot. And then when you look hot, you're getting with guys. And people did say other stuff like just spending time off or being with your friends loads or going on vacations and I think it's all true like I think there are so many definitions of hot girl summer but I kind of wanted to talk about that stereotypical definition today and then kind of break it down and if I'm being honest I have a lot of past experiences with these different types of hot girl summers all throughout my teenagehood. I'm gonna go in chronological order so we can just kind of put it all together and although when I was 15, 16 the term hot girl summer wasn't used. It very much relates to it and is very much the same experience. So yeah, when I was like 15, 16, probably even like late 14, I was in like the making out with guys, hot girl summer vibe. Wasn't thinking about losing weight or anything like that. I didn't look at my body like that at all. It was just I was on this boy craze. I think it is also natural to be more focused on boys and getting with them or whatever when you are that age because you're kind of going into puberty. But I definitely probably took it the step too far definitely when i was younger i thought and when i mean younger i'm I'm talking about this 15 16 year old age and i thought it makes you more attractive it kind of confirms to you oh like if you get with loads of guys you're gonna be more attractive i definitely don't think this now like my perception has clearly changed i'm really gonna just be honest with you guys as i always am on this podcast but yeah when i was like 15 16 i remember if it was a night out or i think my worst was when i went on holiday because obviously you didn't know many people. So it's not like, oh, that's my friend's ex and that's my friend's crush or these are all your you know, friends from school or whatever. This was just people I did not know, but my age or whatever. And I would literally kiss so many guys a night. Like I don't even wanna say the number, but I was just on this like rampage because I genuinely thought like, oh, it means I'm hot, but it doesn't. Now, would I say I regret it? I'm gonna say no, because all about no regrets. Like I would have had to gone through that stage at some point, surely. Like I've got my daddy issues. There's gonna be a point where I think that, you know, a male's kiss means the approval that you're attractive or whatever. But if I had the knowledge that I have now, I definitely wouldn't do it again. Like I wouldn't think it's a necessary part to do. It actually backfires, I think, with a lot of girls. Like if you get with a lot of guys, whether that's kissing or sleeping with people, people always have their opinion especially if you get with like a whole friendship group or something now this isn't me saying like oh you're you're a slag if you get with loads of guys but it definitely caused like drama and not even drama but i kind of felt humiliated after this part and i know this is not just me because when i spoke to my other friends after you know when they come out of this like oh kissing loads of guys they realized afterwards it's actually quite embarrassing but not in terms of like oh god you've got a high body count or whatever it's more just all the guys are like talking about it and about you and i'm not saying you should feel embarrassed and if you're in this stage like it will blow over that definitely happened like it all blowed over life's completely fine afterwards but i could have prevented that i would have but again especially with this whole body count thing and thinking that guys like that it's important to guys know do your own thing like don't care what anyone else has to say about your body count and then going on from this you know making out era you start going into the next level and that's doing things with guys losing your virginity having sex well this is my experience anyways and my perception back then it was like okay sex is really scary and then what happens is is you kind of get used to it and then you start enjoying it more and then whatever it is to you you just start doing it more well at least i did and i went through my stage of you know sleeping with people and and you could be asking anna why on earth are you sharing this it's just i want people to feel okay if they're going through that stage of like needing or wanting sex or they've gone through that stage and maybe feel bad about it like it's definitely nothing to feel bad about i personally think i learned it as one of my coping mechanisms and way of regulation And I only just figured that out since my current relationship. Um, And I probably only figured it out about two months ago. I'd never really questioned it before why i had always been more sexually active or whatever. Whether that was with the same guy, whether that's with a boyfriend, whether that's with different guys. And the reason why I noticed it was because my boyfriend, there was one stage where we weren't having as much sex and stuff. And I was like getting frustrated when we weren't having it when like, I really felt like I wanted it. And then when I started reading into it, I would like cry like 20 minutes after. And I realized like, it was just that I felt either anxious or felt felt like a different emotion. But at the time I just like channeled it into like, oh, I just want sex and why doesn't he want sex with me? Like, it was that. I know this is like me really opening up about my sex life, but I just think maybe start noticing if you are sexually active, are you doing it in a way of regulation? Like, are you, I I don't know exactly how to explain it and maybe I'll figure it out more as I get older, but it's just something that I've noticed and I thought it would be quite interesting to share. Some other stuff that I've kind of gained awareness on is, one of my opinions is that you transfer energies when you sleep with someone. And that's probably why I never felt great after sleeping with someone with very you know, low ethics, low morals, not a great guy, you know, all that vibe. And I just think it's interesting. And when I had clocked that, it made me slow down because you are, you literally intertwine with each other. And you're kind of transferring energies and it's like, do I want, if it was some ratty boy, I was like, do I want your energy? Like, especially at the fact that my mental stability is something I really have to kind of protect and look after and always be aware of because I don't want to slip inside to another place mentally i had to slow down in who i was sleeping with because i was like wait like if they're a shitty guy with no life goals and just plays games like if i'm sleeping with them surely i'm taking on that energy of like just depression and not feeling great so it was actually really good for me to understand that another thing no one cares about body count and if a guy starts making fun about anything or says anything or if you have some girls that like oh my gosh i can't believe that just know that they've just got their own shit that they've got to figure out. Like everything is just reflection on themselves. So if someone makes a comment, that's just themselves. Maybe they're insecure that people don't want to sleep with them or that they haven't slept with people or they haven't attracted people or maybe, you know, there's so many different other reasons that It's not even a thing, if I'm being honest, especially when you get later in your life. I remember when I was probably 16 in secondary school, it was like, you know, high school, and it was such a big thing. It was like, oh my God, she has seven people. Oh my gosh, she has like one person, or oh my gosh, she lost her virginity. Like it was such a big thing. And then you come out of secondary school and no one cares, like no one cares and then another I guess moral or ethic I don't really know how to describe it is when you don't know whether the person you're going to sleep with is going to affect another friendship so for example if that guy has a friendship with one of your girlfriends and you're like oh just think about who you respect more that's personally the way I go about it you know if it's one of my girlfriends and I respect her and she's my friend I am never going to go near one of her guys like ever i respect our friendship i'm not just gonna get with a guy to break our friendship right it's not worth it so yeah just think about whether you want to lose that person or not and if you don't care you don't care living the single lie and this is another thing that is heavily correlated with hot girl summer and i know a lot of girls actually like break up with their boy, not even purposely break up with their boyfriend, or, you know, maybe they're going through a slight rough patch. And I think this is the same for guys as well, if they're doing like, lads summer or something, but they break up so they can feel single. But in fact, in a relationship, you should feel free. And this was actually one of my boundaries that I set myself when I got into my current relationship because obviously previously, I didn't have the best relationships. And that was not only due to the other person, but due to myself and the boundaries that I didn't have. So when I was getting to know my current boyfriend, I actually wrote in my journals, not just red flags, but things that I want and things that I won't accept. And one of them was, I want to feel single. As in, not that I have to get with other people, but I wanna be able, you know, if a guy is holding me back from, you know, whether we go out and I'm allowed to chat to other people, girls, boys, whatever, you know, talk to other people. For me, a big thing is I love to dance. If I'm in a club and you see me and there is like Shakira on, I will be shaking my hips. I just love to dance. And if I had a boyfriend and I have privacy that would attack me for dancing like that, even if a guy was next to me, like not dancing on them, but just near, you know, whatever. If they came to me and like, oh my God, why are you dancing like that when guys can see you? I'd be like, hold up. This is is part of me. I like to shake my butt. (laughs) Like I just like to dance. So don't hold that part of me. So I think it's good to understand what single means for you. I've definitely been there like, oh, um, I should probably break up so I can have a hot girl summer. In fact, I did it last year. Like literally last year I, it was my first ever like breakup. And to be fair, it was literally a two month relationship or something but i ended it because i was going into this rebelli stage and that was when i started vaping i started smoking i started doing whatnot and i was like no i can't do it with him like clearly i wasn't in the right stage to be in a relationship or something but definitely now I, there's no part of me that's going oh i must break up to feel free because i already feel free I, you know I get to come home with the guy that I like and the guy that I love. But at the same time, when I'm out, I'm out and I'm having fun and I do feel like I can just go be with my girlfriends, be with my guy friends, dance, drink, whatever. I wanna talk about getting to know your sexuality in terms of living that single life. And this is something that I actually had to do and part of me wants to feel uncomfortable sharing this, but I guess it's just new stuff. But I just feel that it could potentially even help a couple of people if they are going through this stage. Now, as I just described, I broke up with like this guy like two months in. And this was at the beginning of my self-awareness stage. When I came out of recovery, I was very much spiritual, very much getting to know my boundaries and how to communicate with people. And I was able to communicate and tell him and say, look, I know we're in a relationship, but there's part of me that doesn't know if I like girls or not and i was basically saying like i want to be with you and to be fair i've had this conversation with my current boyfriend as well i think anyways well he is editing this podcast so if he doesn't know he knows now <laughs> but it's a hard situation when you're with a guy you really love but you also don't know if you are attracted to females and stuff or want to get with them and stuff and it's really hard because you're like god do I have to break up with them to experiment and I had to have this conversation of is it like okay with you or like I don't know it was really hard and it felt like I was I was feeling so guilty because I was like oh my god like are you allowed to ask your boyfriend to like get with a girl or something but I did and I felt so uncomfortable but it actually ended up quite lovely because it basically gave me that yeah like you can figure out your own stuff um so if that helps anyone maybe you're in the same position where you're in a relationship you really love them but you also don't know if you sway the other way as well and not necessarily saying that like oh you're gonna run off and go have a girlfriend but just maybe like i don't know i want to know and as I'm in my 20s, like, I want to know that as well. Like, this is all part of, like, finding more about ourselves. So, oh, gosh, I feel a bit anxious after that, you know, sharing quite a bit. Um, Now I want to go on to the bikini body topic, because I think that came in for me when I was 18 and 19 and even 20 because although i'm 20 now just going into my 20th birthday was last summer and that was the summer of distraction that i have previously talked about so it's been a couple years in the running where i have felt that coming up to summer i have to change my body really quickly and what my perception of bikini body was it's a body without imperfections it's something that looks beautiful in a bikini it looks you know no flaws, in the sun you look amazing, tanned, lean and muscular, but that skinny side, you know, just that bikini model body. And that is actually almost how my... I'm not going to say disordered eating patterns started because I had it before but when I lost all my weight when I started anarcha Fitness the instigator was a girl's holiday and I was on holiday with two very slim girls I was going on holiday with two very slim girls and I basically gave myself like two months and I was like I want to lose all the weight so I can look like them and I did do it um but it did have massive negative effect and you know I've shared a lot more of my story on YouTube and in previous podcast episodes about this whole losing weight and my journey. Yeah, so that was the first instance. And then I went into recovery in the winter, well, in January, February. And then, you know, I go into this summer of distraction and it happens again. I felt like I had to lose weight again, and I did. I got into vaping, I got into smoking, I was restricting. I was going on holiday. The main thing I wanna share is that not once did I ever feel like I looked good enough. And isn't that so interesting? Cause we really believe that, ah, oh, when I have that bikini body, I'm gonna feel so happy. I'm gonna feel so good. And I'm finally gonna stop thinking that I need to like lose weight. But it's actually the complete opposite. When I had lost all my weight at the beginning of AnaRatra Fitness, I did not see myself for what I was. When I went to Aruba and I was looking so lean and ripped, I did not understand once that I, what I looked like. And even if I did know that I had lost weight, I did not feel good one bit. I was literally had my head down the toilet three times a day. So it's so crazy that we perceive that this thinner body will make us so much happier. And yeah, I did it again the next summer, obviously. And then now going into this current summer, it's been so different. I haven't done it at all and I'm just so proud. And whether or not you are down that eating disorder path or not, if you are aiming for a bikini body before summer or in summer, you're just literally affirming to yourself that your body isn't good enough right now. And just imagine if you told six-year-old you, like imagine six-year-old you right now, really cute, just likes playing, doing the things they want to do. And you went up to them and you said, hey, you need to lose weight, you don't look good enough in a bikini their face would just be so heartbroken and just even so baffled at what you just said. So I think it is really important when you start thinking that you really need to change your body quite quickly. The law of the universe will bring you something else if you quickly try, like, change your body and restrict yourself, whether that is body dysmorphia and you can never really understand what you look like, whether that's more of, like, an eating disorder or whether that's depression or bad relationships with friends something will come back if you kind of go into this negative cycle. I want to give you a step-to-step guide of kind of the things that I've done this year to help me prevent going back there because I think it's very easy to just to say that oh yeah I know I haven't done it this year but what things did I have to tell myself and there were some things that I really had to affirm to myself quite often. The number one thing that helped me and I think I started maybe getting these thoughts around May when I realised, oh gosh, it's getting into summer. What am I going to do? I guess it's pattern. It's a pattern for me to lose weight in the summer or, or want to lose weight for the summer. So I said, right, what is going to stop me doing this? And it was understanding that I need to aim for consistency rather than quick changes. Consistency rather than quick changes. I wanna aim for longevity. If you think about your typical fitness influencers, whether that's Whitney Simmons or Megan Grubb, even myself, I compare myself to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are you just so naturally muscular? And it looks like life's all figured out for you in terms of your body and in terms of your training and eating. And it's because they've been doing it for so many years. They don't have to restrict anymore. They don't have to, you know, every fitness person always goes through that little restriction cycle and then they come out and then, able to find that consistency and that is what I said I wanted to do I was like Anna you can do another year of going through a restriction cycle and then probably binging and then whatever or depression or feeling worse about yourself or you can actually make it through the summer without having any quick changes and aim for consistency and when I say that I mean instead of going through a quick right I'm going to work out every day I'm going to run every day I'm going to eat literally nothing or I'm going to eat a lot less or I'm going to be in like a calorie deficit and trying to do that really quickly to you know drop the weight so you look good enough and obviously with my knowledge I've known well it's very easy to gain back weight I've done that several times you know I can lose weight very quickly but I can also gain weight very quickly so the approach of consistency was right you're going to still work out about four times a week as you usually do we're gonna maintain the eating you're not gonna start eating anything less, and we're just gonna keep consistent so you know yeah, if I need to go and have a week off training for holiday or whatever that's fine in fact, I think for the last month I've done like three weight training sessions, but I've kept up my running so it's more about I'm looking for the consistency because I don't want my body to keep changing so much like. Firstly, it's okay for your body to change, don't get me wrong, but I want to come to a place where my body is at like optimally performing. I'm not having to restrict. In fact, I'm able to eat loads. I'm able to train well. I'm able to feel strong. Like that's where I want to be, but that requires consistency. Not me rushing into it and then not training at all or rushing into it and then getting all disordered and binging, but just purely keep on doing small little steps. As long as I live, the lifestyle I want to live whether that's waking up nice and early and having my iced coffee with my nice balanced breakfast going out for a walk in the day and then going for a workout and able to go out the weekend and have drinks and having to have ice cream with your boyfriend or your best friend and have pokey and have lots of yummy foods and also cook for yourself and just so many different things if I'm able to do that I am happy with the body that's presented to me, right? Because it's doing its job and I'm filling it up well. I'm living the lifestyle I want to live instead of aiming for the body and, and living a lifestyle around that because that's when you get so focused in on your body. When you're living a lifestyle purely for your body in terms of, all right, I've got to lose weight, I've got to do all this. But when you actually live the lifestyle you want to live, you're going to be a lot happier. For example... 19 year old Anna, beginning of Anna Arch Fitness, never really was able to sit down for long periods of time. Only until I took myself to a burnout once a week, I would have to like lie in my bed and have a one hour productive nap. But otherwise I wouldn't let myself lie down or sit down. And then if you think about it now, like I love to read my book. I want to sit down and lie in my bed for three hours and just read my book. But past me would have never let me do that because my lifestyle involved purely for my body. Now, because reading is just what I like to do in my lifestyle itself, it's helped me develop in so many ways. Do you know how many things I've learned? And if I had never made that change in lifestyle, like just doing it for myself, then I would have never learned all the stuff. Also, if I am ever tempted to diet, all I have to do is think about my mindsets when I were there. Whether that was the fact that I never actually saw myself for the size I was, the fact that I was constantly thinking about the food I could or couldn't eat, And I was binging and purging. And I think sometimes we forget about the really, really bad stuff we were feeling when we were physically in that restriction mode. So if you have, you know, been in a really bad or past eating disorder and you were at your lowest mindset, lowest weight, whatever you want to call it, just remind yourself what you were feeling mentally. So instead of being like, oh, I wish I looked thinner now you know I wish I looked different think about but do you want that same mindset again and that has always always managed to help me because I get a lot of questions of don't you wish you wanted your old body and I was like yes I know it looked very ripped and bikini body like and everyone thinks I'm gonna really really miss it but I really didn't love myself like not even like didn't really like I had so many other factors, as I just talked about, not thinking I looked good enough and just binging and purging. Also, I don't want a hot girl summer body. I want a hot girl all year round. Like, and if that means I'm a little bit bigger and what, but at least I'm not changing all, you know, every year or yo-yo dieting and all. I also think that it helps your winter blues if you don't go so drastic for this hot girl summer. I don't know about you guys, but I'm very prone to feeling quite depressed in winter because you know, the sun isn't shining and I'm not out and and you're basically not doing everything you were doing at summer. And you probably feel a bit bigger and everything. And I, I think if you stop going through the hot girl summer cycle or the losing weight cycle or the bikini body cycle, you might in fact feel a bit better this winter. The next thing that helped me was surround yourself with the right people. It's very interesting when you analyse what events you feel anxious at. For me, I don't feel anxious if I go out with my boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. I don't think twice about my body. But then sometimes if I'm with a different group of maybe, you know, some distant girlfriends or a group of girls and guys, I'm more anxious. And it's like, oh, so clearly it's your perception. It's not actually your perception of your body, but it's what you think other people are gonna think about you. Because if I've got the exact same body with my boyfriend on a night out and the exact same body with other people, but I feel anxious with the other people, then yeah, it is clearly all about the mindset and not actually the body. And you are allowed to make your friendship circle smaller. I think a lot of people think you have to have so many friends. I'm 20 and I have five best friends and that's all I really need. And yeah, I have my other social media internet friends but it's okay to not have a massive friendship group or even just have one or two friends so be with loving people and if that means you have to cancel some plans maybe those people aren't the right people to hang out with maybe you just need to be with your best friend or your boyfriend or your family or whatever but i also do think there is a not a line, but I definitely had a part where I didn't go out at all because of how I thought my body looked. And I guess there's two sides to it. Like you don't want to be putting yourself through an immense amount of stress just to go out. But then it's like, oh, am I missing out? I don't think I actually ever missed out on some really great opportunities when it was due with my body. Because most of those times it would be my low level conscious friends and when I say that I mean just some home friends or whatever that I don't really speak to anymore that I would feel most anxious about so in fact you know the fact that I didn't go to the club with them one night it doesn't really affect me now so maybe that opens up your view about that another thing is I want you guys to know that I know what it feels like to compare yourselves to smaller friends and I haven't exactly got it all figured out still in fact, I think my perceptions change because I used to be really conscious around any person that was like skinny. Now it's definitely not. I think I'm actually more conscious or more anxious when it's someone I know is purposely losing weight. So if I have a naturally skinny friend, I'm like, I don't care. They don't care, like whatever. But when it's somebody that is purposely losing weight and I know it is, I actually find it quite anxiety provoking because one, I feel like it triggers me to go back to a certain place And then two, I know they're body conscious. And when someone is body conscious, they look at other people. So I also feel that they're looking at my body in detail. Whereas someone who doesn't really care what their body looks like, they don't really notice all the stuff that's going on in your body. So yeah, I haven't got that totally figured out. But what I have noticed is that when it comes to my true friends, and maybe they are going through, it is actually quite weird at the moment, a lot of my friends are going through it. And I always feel quite helpless because I'm like, gosh. And the way I protect myself is, you know what? Because they are my best friends, they just need love. And I know at the beginning, it sometimes makes me feel uncomfortable and I feel my body is judged. But I know at the end of the day, if I'm able to have a really good conversation with them and get them to open up, they're probably gonna feel better in their week. and And that means more to me. Another thing that is a recent kind of realisation of mine is the voice in your head that is judgmental towards yourself are you able to match it up with anyone actually in your life I was speaking to my therapist the other day and she said well that voice was there anyone in your life that maybe constantly talked about your body or noticed your body and I love you mum and my mum is listening I know she is But for me, my mom had always said comments about my body, not saying I was big, you know, she wasn't being mean or anything. It was just part of our conversations. And it's not like I'm blaming her for anything. I'm definitely not. But what happened is, is you pick up on the voices around you. So when I started growing up, even when I would spend less time with her, but because I had so many remarks constantly about my body, I basically always feel like someone is judging my body. So even though, I sometimes think it's my own voice my therapist said sometimes it's not most of the time it's not in fact it's someone else that has always done that to you maybe that you have now just taken the role of which I do agree with but it's not at all my mum's fault because she went through certain things in her childhood and in her life for people to make comments about it whether or not you know when I do chat with her she does say no I never made comments and I was like It's okay what you think, but this is what I experienced, right? Some parents will never be able to understand how you feel and why you feel it. They'll be like, no, I never did that. I never was mean to you. I never made you feel like that. But if you felt a certain way, you felt a certain way, and no one can tell you how you experienced a situation. So if I experienced the fact that someone was always giving me updates on my body or, oh, I looked bigger or smaller or whatever, I now carry on that trait. And I wake up most days taking a mental note. Yeah, I think I've definitely lost the judgment, but it's still a natural thing for me to do is to be like, "Mm, do I look bigger or smaller this week, this month? It's a natural thing for myself to do. Now I'm not saying this is something that has to be kept. You know, it's not a trait that I'm always going to have and this is what I'm currently working with my therapist. So if this is the point where you're at, where it's like, I've done a lot of my recovery, but I just can't help the voice that compares my body, you know, every day or has that little voice and that's something I am working on and we will get through it and there's always a positive side because when I was at my lowest I never thought I could be in this position so there's definitely always room for improvement and the last couple of things is know your consequences mentally so what I talked about earlier knowing the effects it has on you mentally when you restrict and the last thing about getting a bikini body that you want to be aware of is know who you influence you are not in just your own little world where if you do something, no one else is gonna pick up on it. If you have this cycle of bikini body or you talk about it with your family as a joke, oh yeah, I need to lose weight, whether that's a younger sister, a younger cousin, a family friend, just a friend, they will pick up on it. And this summer, I did not want to influence anyone. I didn't want anyone to think that, oh, there we go, Anna's done it again she's lost weight for summer, you know, because I don't, yeah, I feel confident in myself because I feel like in a position where I don't need to do that anymore, so I can truthfully not do it. I do also want to open up about the fact that it is actually quite hard having your body always online, which is why actually most of the time, I'm not going to say most time I don't show it, but I definitely show it less than your typical fitness influencer, that because of the some people of my audience that i've attracted whether that's past eating disorders or whatever they notice bodies a lot so i feel like my body is always being noticed and maybe that's just something that i need to let go of but it's scary like i remember like even for a week um i had lost a little bit of weight just because i had my new invisalign and my teeth hurt and i had headaches and i just didn't eat as much naturally just coincidentally and i had lost a little and I just saw this tension of comments on my DMs and stuff, and it wasn't necessarily people noticing it and saying, oh my God, I can't believe you've done it. But it was just people being like, oh my God, you look so amazing right now, like what? And it was just knowing that almost people are always looking at my body, I don't know. But yeah, I all I can say is if you are one of those people, or not even one of those people, but you know, I think everyone does slightly notice things, I am always from the last however many months, probably six, eight months, I am living towards the lifestyle that I wanna live and my body will be the product of that. So whatever I'm doing, so when I had my weight training phases, my body was the product of that. At the moment, I've just announced on my Instagram that I'm gonna be running a marathon. Now I am gonna be fueling myself so much for this marathon, right? Cause I'm here to perform well, not to, you know, if I wanted to lose weight, I'd do something else, not run a marathon. <laughs> But if my body slightly changes, whether that's bigger arms, smaller arms, bigger legs, smaller legs, bigger bum, smaller bum, I don't want to feel judged. And I think the way that I can kind of confirm to you guys is I am always living for the lifestyle I want to live. So if I go to Bali and I'm surfing every day, I'm going to be a surfer chick. But it's not necessarily the fact that I'm like, oh, suddenly going down a different path. And my body might change. I am aiming for consistency. I am aiming for a... Uh, all year round body, which I think I already have and I'm loving. Um, so yeah, that's just something I kind of want to open up to and how I feel sometimes a little bit pressured that I can't change at all. Instead of getting a bikini body, you can also work on other things like get a cute tan. I love being tanned. I love freckles. I love getting, you know, one thing that I'm doing lately is just trying to keep my hair really healthy. So you can almost work on other things in terms of appearance rather than actually having to change your body because I feel like that itself can be quite detrimental and then you can work on things other than appearance like your self-awareness that will only in turn help your winter blues because if you become more self-aware in the summer or noticing a bit more noticing your behaviors you can then watch out for yourself and protect yourself going into the winter also if you think about it Why on earth do we strive to look like a certain body and this certain feeling, this hot girl summer for about three months when we are the ones that have to live with ourselves for the other nine months? We take ourselves on such a mental journey, like, you know, whether that's getting really bad negative thoughts or whatever, just so that we can look a certain way. But then for the rest of the nine months, we are stuck with those thoughts. No one else is having your brain. The other main topic that was kind of a characteristic of hot girl summer was like always going out, drinking, smoking and I've definitely had my experience with this. As I said there was like last summer it was very much that type of stuff. Always needing to go out, couldn't have a night alone and I always found smoking, vaping and all of that stuff a lot easier than drinking because I didn't feel that, like, hangover side. could do it every night, every day, in fact. Um, But since stopping that, life has become a lot better. And yeah, if I'm being honest, I'm not really a crazy drinking person. As in, I do go wild on my nights out, but I am just, I I sparingly have them. I probably have, like, a a 4am, like, going out to a 4am probably every three months. Like, I'm, I'm definitely not living the uni lifestyle at all. I am, well, I'm not a uni, so how can I? But I do like if I am invited, you know, to like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday pub evening. You know, I like to go out for a few drinks, but I don't regularly go out until like late, late and be super hungover just because I get such bad headaches and like, I just hate the feeling of being hungover. And I am quite a lightweight anyway, so I don't need much, but once or twice a month, go out for a couple of drinks, and then come home for about 10 or something, or maybe even like nine, and that works great for me. But I have also had periods when it hasn't been like this, and that I can't have a night alone, or I have to have a guy back in order for it to be a good night. I remember the days of thinking, if I don't bring a guy back, or if I don't get with a guy in a club, then it's not a good night, which I definitely don't agree with now. And then I wanted to give a little section to the girls who can't let go at all, because I actually feel like I might attract more people on this podcast that maybe can't let go. And maybe they clicked on this video cause they wanted a hot girl summer. They're like, Anna, I need the confidence. I need the confidence to let go a bit. And I'm gonna give you that because I'm there for you guys as well. Going out is good because you get to understand more what you do and don't like. And I think this is very important we don't all have the same preferences. A good night for me is to go to a club, get on the dance floor, dance for four hours, five hours straight and go home and sleep, you know, have drinks, be on the wild side, all of that stuff. But for someone else, it's completely different. I know for my friends or even Millie, my housemate, she just loves going out for drinks with her girls, dinner out, going to the bar after, you know, I'm okay, but with That, but then at the same time, when she does invite me, I always say no because I'm just like, mm. because another thing that I love and what means fun to me is I like to have my girlfriends around and just whether that's two or three of us sitting on the sofa, we're talking about all our lives like, we're talking about all our experiences, everything in detail, our latest life updates, you know, sitting on the balcony looking at the stars you know, doing all that stuff, whether it's with or without drinks, with or without smoking, but it's just more of a relaxed way. That's my preference of fun. And we are allowed to have different preferences of fun. And that's why I think going out allows you to experience what you enjoy. Go out and go test. Do you like to go drink clothes and be with your friends? Or do you like to go out for dinners? Do you like to go out for a brunch? Like, What do you find fun? So by narrowing down what you do and don't like, you're able to have more experiences you actually enjoy. When we go into a certain environment, we attract those people that are essentially in it. For example, if you go to a club and you start dancing with a guy and you meet some guys, those guys are not just there for like a random reason, but they are most likely your regular club goers. So you're not exactly gonna find your love of your life there. Whereas, you know, if you do something a little bit more grounding, you might find someone more like you. But then at the same time, I did meet my current boyfriend on Hinge. But I do think the internet does have its ways of, like, putting two people together. And there were things on either one of our sides that made us, like, basically, like, swipe right or whatever you do on Hinge. And then actually go on the date. Because for me, personally, on Hinge, I had so many guys. At the beginning, I was doing it as an ego boost, if I'm being honest. I was literally just seeing, like, how many guys just, like, wanted to go out with me or something. And they were all just asking for drinks. And I was just like, "Mm, maybe next weekend, thanks. And then this one guy was like, hey, do you want to go to Printworks? And Printworks is basically a ravey music dancing thing. And I was like, oh my God, that's so different. Yeah, we'll go. And it was funny because like within the first 45 minutes, our conversations were about like self-help books and running and uh, like working out and all that stuff. So it was just funny that the internet does actually have its way of putting people together. So that is kind of me wrapped up in terms of Hot Girl Summer, but I now have a very, very special guest and that is my housemate, Millie G. I'm gonna bring her on now. She is in the other room, but I'm gonna invite her in and I'm gonna question her on some tips and advice of Hot Girl Summer and just to see what she has to say because I always think it's great to get other people's perspective. I know a lot of you will know Millie, so let me go grab her. Millie! Millie G! You want to come to the podcast? Millie G has taken her time getting into my room. Hi, everyone. Hi. Oh, wow, you're really throwing me in the deep end. I am. Millie G is on the podcast. Am I inside Anna's brain right now? You are inside Anna's mind. Wow. I know. Wow, it's it's crazy, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a wild party. Okay, so the question I have for you, Millie G, is what has helped you not kind of go down the path of hot girl summer and bikini body you know that old mindset what has helped you this year or even you know you did this last year as well but what has helped you maybe not go back what is your tips of not feel like you have to get to a certain place i think honestly
1: it's it's because i don't follow all these people on social media who like I purely follow just for their body.
0: Yeah. You know? That like is, really good. I don't
1: see that as my goal. And I that that's not in my in my echo chamber. That like makes it's not sense. something that I even see. So yeah. I'm like, I don't even like
0: it's just not at the forefront of my head. Yeah, that's definitely something I haven't thought about. And I guess because naturally for so long I have unfollowed those people. Yeah. But that is so true. It depends what you almost surround yourself as, bikini body. And I think yeah. when you actually go on holiday and you look on the beach there is, like... It's not full of all these, like, hot skinny models. Right. Like, everyone looks so different. Yeah, that's literally it. And it's only because you're following all of them does it seem like everyone mm-hmm. has this bikini body. hmm definitely. And also, like, I always remind
1: myself that... Yeah, I know that I I could go back to those old ways and could be the, the size that I used to be. But, one, I was never, ever, ever happy with myself anyway. And, two... I wasn't
0: enjoying my holidays or I wasn't... That's, like, that was yeah. always
1: just my priority. That's so
0: interesting because that's exactly what I said. a million and I, we have not talked about... No, this no, is no. very on pronto answer. I'm very much so. But, yeah, you, you never actually appreciate no. what you actually look like. No, you don't. So then I always just
1: think, well, why would I ever... Why would I rather go back to that? Because it took up so much of my, my time and my mental energy and it jeopardised my friendships and relationships and memories. Like, that's not gonna... Be worth it?
0: No. You know? Wow, that is very true. Yeah, just in terms of bikini body, you rush to get into this body for what three months, but then you've mm-hmm. got to live with your yeah. your mental state for the next nine months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think like it's just a
1: trend, and trends always just come and go. I yeah, mean, isn't it? Body types, like, everything. As soon as you take up all that time to meet one trend, the trend has probably already changed. Yeah. So then you're just exactly. wasting your
0: time. So that is my reminder. I don't need to grow my grow my glutes. <laughs> i'm giving up (laughs) you know what like you
1: are perfect the way you are and glutes like they're just again a trend like I just so happen to hold more fat in that area, or I just so more muscle. To, it's know? all muscle, like, guys. Yeah, whatever. When you but... look at it,
0: just to let you know, <laughs> it is all muscle. It even shocks me. <laughs> um, but yay, yeah, I might have you on the end of every podcast, you know, Aww. before I go away. Round it off, yeah. Oh, stop, Bring guys.
1: Your... I'm really sad that Anna's going. Honestly, it's an emotional <laughs> morning. I really have.
0: No, really sad. Ooh. It's so. we, it's in our paths We're going into our next season. Yeah, we're in it for life together. We've got so many years. We have. We. Do. In fact, we're only a quarter into our life. And if we live to a hundred, I just I don't I can't believe we've only really known each other for a year. I know. It generally feels like we've known each other forever. Well, thanks for being on the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. How do you end your pod? Do you want to end my podcast? Thanks, guys, so much
1: for listening. Let us know. Well, let me know. <laughs> let me know what you think of
0: it. Make sure you uh, rate the episodes. Yeah, give a, review. give a little review. There's also lots of little reminders on my Inside Anna's Mind podcast Instagram. And that is actually where a lot of questions are given in and what makes up my podcast episodes in general. So if you're not on there and you want to get involved in questions, it's a good little place mm. to share. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read the sentence. To- yeah, to reach out.
1: I'm I'm proud of Anna, you know. She's she's really done great with this.
0: Aww. I'm really proud of you. You want a kiss? <laughs> 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 okay, guys, I'm uh. signing off now. I hope you have a lovely week. Love you. Love you.